dive right into a new sermon series um, called Stretch. I want to say how much I appreciate Pastor April and Pastor Randy. Didn't they do a great, great job last weekend? So proud of them and what an amazing story. I want you to stand to your feet and we're going to read our theme verse um, as we start this series called Stretch. But as you stand, I want to welcome our church family that's joining us in Stockton, Bakersfield, Fairfield, uh, Kansas, Texas, Arkansas, North Carolina, Colorado, Michigan, England, Cheerio, um, Mexico, hola, come on, can you put your hands together and welcome all of the church family. Last, last service, we had someone from Cuba joining us. How awesome is that? So I want us to read our theme verse. It's found in Isaiah chapter 54, as we talk about the stretch verse in the Bible. We're going to find a verse that has the word stretch in it. You ready? Let's read it together. Those of you joining us online, why don't you do the same? Enlarge the place of your tent. Let's try it again. I want to hear all of you strong. Come on, you ready? Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. I want you to close your eyes. In fact, maybe you want to go hands up in prayer. Go ahead. Father, I thank you that you're calling us to a stretching season as Christians, as parents, as believers, as business people, and as a church, as the body of Christ. So God, help us to stretch. In fact, say this with me. Say, God, stretch me. Now, if you love Jesus, can you shout amen? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. We talk about stretching and expanding. Hopefully we're not talking about our waistbands and our waist size. How many have ever been a little undisciplined and you found your stretching happening when you put on those clothes and they didn't quite feel like they used to? Anybody been there? Amen. Several of you were honest. The rest of you are incredibly disciplined. Wow. Thank you for your example to all of us. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a positive stretching because I believe we're in a stretching season. So I'm going to give you two uh, points today, and then we're going to take some time to talk about that card. Twice a year, in the beginning of the year, for a few weeks, we talk about the concept of making God first through tithes and offerings. And that's something we do annually because we have so many new people in our church that get saved. We all need to learn that principle, right? We also, in the fall of the year, at the end of the year, we take a few weeks to talk about our missions focus, Mission 2020. That's what's coming up in the new year. And we give an opportunity for people that are able to or that have a passion and desire, feel the Lord speaking to their heart, to make a commitment above their ties to help us expand and stretch around the globe and share the love of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to do that over a few weeks. And I want to talk to you on this concept. And, and really, stretching is not just about finances. It's about a, a lot more. In fact, I want to give you point number one. If you're taking notes, write this down. And that is that God wants us to, he wants you to stretch your vision. He wants me to stretch my vision. Let's go back to the verse. It's found in um, Isaiah 52. It begins with what? It, what's the first word? Enlarge the place of your tent. That's a Hebrew word. I'm going to tell you what it means in the Hebrew because sometimes in translations things are lost a little bit. But let me tell you what the word enlarge means to make large, <laughs> to make bigger. 
And what I believe as we read this, in order to understand this, we have to dip into the context. So the context here, the prophet Isaiah is speaking to the nation of Israel, who, by the way, happened to be in exile. They've disobeyed God, and now they're in exile and captivity in Babylon, and God is going to bring them back to their homeland. And so um, the prophet Isaiah begins to speak prophetically in the, in the chapter before. He talks about the suffering they go through, which is a, picked, uh, an example or symbolic uh, statement about the suffering Messiah. And then he says, you're going to come back. But here's what he says. When you come back, don't come back thinking the things are going to be the way they were before. There's going to be bigger and more than you ever thought possible. So you need to stretch your vision. You need to think bigger. In fact, when he talks about this, this phrase, expand your tent, right before that, in the verse previous, uh, previously to it, he says this. He says, listen, all of you barren mothers, you need to begin to sing because there are going to be more children from the barren mothers than the ones who are married. There's going to be this expansion. And then he says, because you need to think on this multiplying of children and so on, he says, now expand the tent. So now let's get into the context of that, which will help us understand that a little better. But before I do, let me just say, how many here know that sometimes when you get married that you eventually end up expecting a child? But I want to help some men out in the room. Because be very careful about asking a woman, are you expecting? How many know that can go horribly wrong if you misunderstood in some way, um, how many have ever seen something like that happen? It just was a, it's a tragedy right, unfolding right in front of you. Um, and so, um, but it's a natural thing to say, um, how many kids do you want? Right? And how many know some people, they're cray-cray. Because they want like not two or three. They're like, I want seven. Come on, how many know they need to go see a therapist? No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm joking. How many know kids are expensive? I mean, no kids are a lot of work. Yes. Come on, all the parents said. Amen. I mean, no, and the more you have, it's not just addition, it's multiplication of work. Yes. It's interesting because what happens here is, is that basically the context is that in those days, the, the children of Israel would have understood this analogy because they used to be in the wilderness for 40 years where they lived in tents. And so when they lived in tents, what would happen is that the, the wife would become pregnant. Maybe she was going to have twins or whatever. She had more kids, and they knew more kids were coming. So what would happen is that the, the women would sew goat skins together to the roof of the tent to expand and make room for more rooms. Another translation of this passage says, uh, do an expansion or build an addition onto your home. So the idea here is that you need to think bigger, and when you think bigger, you need to think and, and enlarge and stretch your vision, and when you do that, you need to think, how much should I expand for? And, and as we talk about this concept, I think this verse, to me, is an Old Testament version of our theme verse at Higher Vision Church. Our, our, my vision in life is to help you find yours is to help you to find God's vision for you. Discover God's vision for your life. And our theme verse is this, and that is that God wants to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask, imagine, or even dream according to his power working within you. In other words, here's what you need to know. God has big plans for you. 
He said, I know the thoughts I have towards you of a hope and of a future. I have big plans. And here's the cool thing. When you can start to see him, he won't just reach them. He'll exceed them. Come on, man, are thankful for a God like that. So that's our theme verse at Higher Vision, to discover God's vision for our life. This verse says you need to lift your vision. You need to, in the Old Testament, expand your thinking. You need to dream bigger. Let me ask you a question. How big is your vision? For your family, for your ministry, for your business? How big are your dreams? And why is this even that big of a deal? Well, as I began to think about it, I think there's an analogy that I heard, actually I read, that I think will explain this. This is why God gave us this verse when it comes to dreams and visions, because how many know that God wants to pour out dreams and visions and blessings in our lives? So I heard the story of, and I don't know whether it's a true story, it may be like a parable, sometimes a parable was a true story, sometimes it was just an example of something to prove a point. But in this story, there was a man who wanted to bless a farmer who had a rice field with 50,000 gallons of water. In a rice field, you fill the field with water and it, it causes the rice to grow. And so the man was excited that he was going to get this blessing. So the guy says, okay, show up at this address and I'll give you the water. And he shows up and when he gets there, all he has is an empty water bottle. And so he begins to take that empty water bottle and fill it up and go back to his field and dump it out. How many know that he's going to get tired really quick? Because the point of the story is there was no problem with the supply of the blessing. The problem was in the vehicle of receiving the blessing. You see, had he arrived with a water truck, how many know that he wouldn't have got discouraged and want to quit and want to give up and start saying, God, why am I even doing this? This is a waste of time. And how many people, when it comes to the dreams and visions that God has, their, has for their life, that's where they are. They get discouraged and they get weary. And the problem is, is that they're carrying an empty water bottle instead of a watering truck. You see, God wants to pour. In fact, here's the question we need to address. Are we limiting God's blessing because we're limiting our vision? So the reality is, is that God's saying, stretch your vision to believe for more. Don't live life with an empty water bottle. Expand the measure of your belief for three rooms and five rooms, five rooms because God wants to go above and beyond what you could even ask, dream, or imagine. Come on, that's a big God. Somebody say amen. Come on, he's not just a big God. He's like an elf, ginormous God. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, recently the Lord gave me a word prophetically. I had someone speak a word over me and they said, Pastor Jared, here's what I believe the Lord's telling you. And they said this, they said, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but they said, God said that he's proud of the fact that you came here and you started higher vision where people could discover God's vision for their life. And people are finding God's vision and good things are happening. But the Lord said, you're stepping into a new season and it's time to dream again. But this time, whatever you dare to dream, no matter how big or how audacious, God says, he'll do it. And he said, so you need to dream bigger. And then he went on to say, and wherever you step, wherever you take a, a, a step and you place your feet, God is going to give that territory to the kingdom. 
As I began to meditate on that and pray on that, that God was saying, it's time to stretch your vision. And I got to tell you, as a church, I just turned 50 and we've had 14 amazing years. We've seen in the last 14 years over 46,000, I'm sorry, 45,600 and some people raised their hands to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We've helped plant some churches around the world. We've started some locations and campuses, but I'm telling you, we haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg of what God is getting ready to do. And my dreams are getting bigger. That's why we've started our Canyon Country location. And so I began to dream about the Canyon Country location and what God wants to do, that there are literally 100,000 people on that side of the valley. And then suddenly, as I began to think about it and pray on it, God began to remind me of that word of wherever you step, I'm going to give you the land. And so I made a decision. I said, you know what I'm going to do? Then I'm going to, in faith, on a practical level, step in faith to what God has said in the Spirit. So I've started... I started on Friday. Some of you, if you looked on Instagram, in fact, if you go to the Higher Vision Church Instagram, you can see some of what we showed on Friday. But on Friday, I took off walking, and I'm going to walk the tops of the mountains and roads, and I'm going to walk, and I didn't realize how many miles there are around, by the way, around Canyon Country. That's a long way. So we began. We walked about eight miles, and people were praying with me as I walked. Because I literally believe that everywhere we step, God is going to give us the territory. And I began to pray and I began to lift my vision because here's the thing, I don't want to get to heaven and, and God say to me, you know, well done, stick a fork in me and say, well done. Sorry, it's not what that really means, but well, <laughs> stick a fork in me and say, well done, and then say, but let me tell you what could have happened. Let me show you what would have happened if you wouldn't have carried around an empty water bottle but you would have stretched your vision to believe. I believe as a church, God is saying it's time to stretch your vision. It reminds me of the story. Remember, there was a, a king, and he was an evil king, and he didn't do good things in the sight of the Lord. And there was a prophet by the name of Elisha, and they didn't get along because Elisha was a man of God and spoke the truth. But at the end of his life, this bad king decided to welcome God's voice again into his life. And so he invites Elisha to come. And when Elisha comes, God decides to, to give him a prophetic word. He says, God's got a word for you. And he said, what is it? He said, then grab that bow and, and strike the ground with some arrows and so he grabbed the bow and he grabbed an arrow and, and he struck the ground and then he grabbed another arrow and he struck the ground and he grabbed another arrow and he struck the ground and then he stopped and he looked at him and he said what is God saying and the prophet looked at this king and he said oh why did you stop at three he said what you were doing prophetically was that you were defeating the enemy and what you don't know is that first of all by striking the ground three times you're going to give three devastating blows to your enemy in battle but if you would have kept on believing if you'd have kept on striking the ground and you would have used all the arrows you would have completely destroyed the enemy and you would have to fight no more battles and you would live in peace and I just wonder if this verse isn't telling us don't be a three arrow Christian don't be an empty water bottle Christian. Raise it to another level. Start to believe for more. I'm so thankful for what God's doing at this church because that's what's happening. We, 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 we stepped out in faith to build a new facility for kids. And we, we opened up Kid Venture. How many love Kid Venture? How many of your kids love Kid Venture? And here's the good news. The best part is still to come because we haven't even opened Play Junction yet. When that opens, your kids are going to be so excited. It's going to be incredible. But guess what? I just found out from our team that on a big weekend at Higher Vision Church when we're, you know, attendance is good, that we're only 20 kids away from being full. And we've only been open a few months. So guess what we have to do? 
We got to stretch the tent. So we're going to take all of the offices over there and take them out. And we're going to build another kids auditorium. There'll be a part of Kid Venture that'll hold 100 kids. And, and because we've got to expand the tent, we've got to expand the vision. Now, here's the cool thing. Isn't it awesome that God knows what he's doing? Because when we moved into this campus, we just moved in and we started growing so fast that we needed to move our office space. Well, we didn't know. See, that office space was not connected to this space here. So God was positioning us in a place so that when the time came for us to build this and we needed to expand, we already had it. That's the kind of God that we serve when we have a big vision. The problem is that many of us, we've kept our vision small and we haven't dared to believe. I want to ask you a question. Can you see five new rooms? Can you see the vision that God might have for you, a, a bold, stretched vision. Can you see yourself starting a new business? Can you see getting that master's degree? Can you see adopting a child? Can you see yourself joining our internship at HVLE? Can you see yourself not renting but owning a home? Can you see yourself giving to the kingdom? so that lives can be changed through missions. Stretch your vision. Somebody say amen. amen. Come on, that's good preaching, Pastor Jerry. That's good. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Stretch your vision. I'm gonna give you the second point, and that's this. Stretch beyond your comfort. Not only stretch your vision, but stretch beyond your comfort. Isaiah 54, verse two and three. First of all, it says expand. And then it says what? What's the first word? Stretch. Stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Now, let, let me just be honest. I want to ask a question. I want you to be honest with me. How many of you hate to stretch? You know what I mean? Like stretching. Come on, how many know why? You know why we hate to stretch? Because it hurts. <laughs> I mean, if you do it right. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm a very, I was very unlimber. I literally, this was as far as I could go if I tried to touch my toes. That's as far as I could get. I couldn't get any farther. You know why? Because stretching hurts. Stretching sometimes is uncomfortable. It made me think of a story. It's kind of funny. I just kind of throwing it in about stretching. So um, my, I have a nephew. His name is Rocco. And he, around 11 or 12 years of, old, uh, years of age, he wanted to get a dog. Now, here's the thing. Their family already had two dogs. So how many know that, uh, first of all, how many know kids lie when it comes to dogs? Because here's what they say. I told you a few weeks ago. Oh, don't worry. I'll take care of the dog. <laughs> I mean, no, that's a lie. They may be deceived by the enemy, but it's a lie. So he's like, I want a dog. And they're like, no, you're not going to get a dog. We already have two dogs. He's like, no, I want my own dog. I'll raise it. I'll love it. I'll nurture it. I'll feed it. And now, then when I move out, I'll take it with me. And so they're like, so they're trying. I mean, sometimes that parenting, you have, to, you have to walk this fine line of giving your kids hope, and not, but not squashing their dreams at the same time. Because I mean, sometimes you need to squash your dreams for right now. That's good parenting. So I'm teasing. Some of you are like, Pastor Jared, I'm tweeting it right now. Um, so, so the parents were smart. Um, Matt and Michelle, they, they went to their son and said, okay, because they were trying to keep him, you know, still having a little bit of motivation. They look at him and they're like, hey, okay, here's the deal. If you really want a dog, we'll, we'll give you some incentive, but here's what you have to do. If you can do the splits... We'll let you have a dog. 
Now, let me just say, first of all, Rocco was like me. He was not very limber. And um, uh, that might seem like a dumb thing, like they could get a dog. But see, they'd done their research. Because what they discovered that is if, if you want to do the splits, it takes stretching every day for a few hours for an entire year to be able to do the splits. Come on, they were brilliant parents. They're gonna, we're going to bring them to do a, a parenting conference here at Higher Vision Church. But of course, the child, they're like dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. So Rocco now, all, all this going on, is he's excited. He's like, I'm going to get a dog. I'm going to get a dog. But what the parents didn't realize is how motivated he was. And the next day, all day long, because it was summer break, he was stretching. Till he went to bed. He would get up at five in the morning and stretch. Three months later, <laughs> Rocco and Luca were united together with a brand new dog. So here's the funny part. I, I, I can't stretch, you know, I can't, I'm not very limber. And so I went to the doctor and was having some back issues. And so the doctor said, you know, you need to really stretch. I had some people tell me, you've got to stretch, it'll help you out. And so I started stretching. So here I am in the living room and I'm stretching. That's about as far as I can get. And as soon as I'm stretching in the living room, my wife walks by to bed and she says, do you want a dog? <laughs> Stretching hurts. And, and, and I remember when I started, you can't just do this and then try to touch your toes real fast and it's over. No, you've got to stretch beyond where you're comfortable and go a little farther. And I remember I, I went a little farther. I was like, oh, oh, and you've you got to hold it. And it hurts. And you're like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, I'm done. And, and you've got to go, but you've got to keep pushing past because if you don't, you won't reach places that you need to reach if you don't stretch beyond your comfort zone. So you stretch a little farther, the next thing you know, you, you start going to places you've never been, and you start reaching things you've never touched before, and suddenly the next thing you know, you've stretched farther, and you've seen more, and you've done more, and you've been able to accomplish more, and you've been able to do more. Why? Because you were willing to move beyond your comfort zone. Thank you. That was painful, but I did it in Jesus' name. You see, what God's saying is when you stretch your vision, you've got to be willing to get uncomfortable to see the vision come to pass. God is calling us to stretch. We're launching a, a new location. Because it's, it, I'm going to tell you, walking eight miles up to 2,400 feet, getting a, a, a messed up hamstring and a bad toe is not comfortable. Committing to say, you know what, Pastor, I'm going to, we have people that are doing this. Pastor, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to give of my time and I'm going to help with Cannon Country. So I'm going to be on the setup and teardown team and I'm going to show up at 6 a.m. and set up and stay and then tear down until 1 o'clock and not get home until 2 o'clock and be gone all day when I used to just pop in for the 9 o'clock and I was gone. Sometimes we have to be uncomfortable. Or to have people say, you know what, Pastor, I, 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 I'm going to go to that campus because it's closer and I know you're wanting people from the, west, the east side of the valley to go there because we need to reach people over there, so I'm going to commit to that. But you know what, I've got friends over here and we always meet and hang out afterwards and get some coffee and now it's going to kind of mess up my friend thing that I have going on. But you know what, sometimes that's not uncomfortable. We have to get uncomfortable. I mean, no, it's not comfortable for me 
to preach at nine o'clock and then jump in a car and race as fast as I can across town and jump out and run out and preach live on video back over here and all of our campuses and then jump back in a car and race back across town and jump out and run on the stage so I can finish the last service. Sometimes you have to get uncomfortable. It's not for some people to say, you know what, I, I, I'm going to, I don't really want to watch Pastor Jared in this service at the 1020, uh, three out of four times of the, of the month on live video like that happened before. I want to see him in person. That's not very comfortable. I'm going to tell you, could it be that you may never reach places God's called you to reach, receive things God has called you to receive until you move beyond your comfort, stretch your faith, and say, I'll get uncomfortable to see the vision come to pass. Taking resources in your budget and, and say, I'm going to take some resources that I normally use on myself. I like to, to go and get a, uh, you know, every once in a while I like to go and get a massage or I like to do my nails or I like to have special coffee or I'm going to, I'm going to take some stuff that I normally use on other things and I'm going to invest that in missions so that we can expand the message of Jesus around the world and around our valley and around our state. That can be uncomfortable. The question is, are you willing to stretch beyond your comfort zone to see the vision of God fulfilled in your life? Y'all with me, say amen. So why do we need to stretch? So I thought about it, looking at this context of this passage, there's really two reasons that are there. The first reason is that stretching shapes you. You know, I mean, know that tension can be a good thing. You see, as I began to meditate on this passage and I began to think about tents and I almost bought one and brought it and had it here on stage to do, but I realized it would take too much time. But you see what happens is the tent is created with this incredible potential to be built out so that people can get under it and be protected from the elements. Here's the problem. If you take what was created, but you don't stretch it, it's a formless blob that never reaches its potential and fulfills its purpose. Because tension can be a good thing. Could it be that the only way that you're going to be the best business person that God's called you to be, could it be that the only way that you're going to be the best parent that God's called you to be, could it be that you're going to uh, be the best leader that you're called to be, could it be that you're going to have the best financial situation for your family that you can have in life, could it be that that's on the other side of you allowing God to get you out of your comfort zone and stretch you, because here's the point, if you're not stretched, you'll never be formed. Can I say that again? If you're not stretched, you'll never be fully formed. I see a lot of Christians who I believe are missing out on so much, and here's why, because they're not willing to get uncomfortable. They might for a moment, but they're not willing to let God apply some pressure to stretch them financially. I see that in finances a lot. I see people that, that I, I see so much for them but they're afraid to trust God with the tithes and offerings. I have never had someone that, that trusts God with the tithes of offerings and they, they gave to God first and they had good stewardship. I've never had someone that did that ever come to me and say, you know what, Pastor Jared, God's promise isn't true. In fact, it's the other way around. 
Everybody that does it, everybody that lets God stretch them into their potential, they always come back and say, Pastor, you won't believe it. Look at what God did. God, I can't believe how God has blessed me. Man, it's just story after story after story. The point is, is you'll never be fully formed if you're not willing to be stretched. Y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Let me show you the second reason we need to stretch. It's because stretching strengthens you. Stretching strengthens you. You see, it's interesting because in this passage it says, you know, get some stakes, strengthen the stakes, lengthen the cords. And here's what's interesting. When you expand the tent, here's the problem. The more tent you build, the more surface area you have for the wind to knock it down. That's one reason why a lot of people don't step out in great faith moments. That's why a lot of people is in, in leadership, maybe a pastor of a church isn't willing to take a huge risk and step out in faith and try to build a new building that's millions of dollars. You know why? Because the more you stretch, the more surface area you have for the enemy, for circumstances to blow you over. Because the more surface area that comes, the diff more difficult it is to stand in the midst of the test, in the midst of the wind. And so what the scripture is teaching us is that, but there's another side to it, is if you'll add to your vision, if you'll stretch your vision, if you'll stretch beyond your comfort, what happens, it's through the stretching that the tension is placed so that when the wind comes, you will stand. The key to standing in your trials, the key to standing in your tests is to say, God, I'm willing to be stretched. You'll never be as strong as God intended you to be until you let God stretch you beyond where you're comfortable. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. I want to say this, I, and I'm gonna, then I'm going to jump into, oh, I'm running out of time. No, I'm not. So I'm not going to tell that story. Let me keep moving. So I want to show you real quick, as a church, would you take that card out of your pocket? Take the card out of either, oh, I have it in my pocket. You have it on your seat or in your bulletin. Mine's right here. Mission 2020, will you take that card? In fact, ushers, can you get some of these cards back there quickly? And if somebody didn't get a card, lift your hand. The ushers are going to get one to you. Give time, they'll get to you. Leave it up. On the back of it, you see there's an opportunity to make a commitment to missions over the next 12 months. Let me tell you how higher vision is stretching as a church. What we're doing together. Can I do that real quick? How many would say amen and say okay? Amen. How many would say yes, you can do that, Pastor Jared? Yes, okay, whether you say yes or not, I'm going to do it anyway. Here we go, ready? Just kidding. Number one, what are we doing as a church? What do your missions giving dollars go to? How are you stretching financially and how is it blessing the kingdom? Number one, we're helping locally in our area. There's several things we do locally. Number one, the pregnancy center. Do you realize we give to them every month? We had hundred, literally over, I forget the exact number, but it's several hundred babies that would have been aborted we're not aborted and we're, we're brought into this world because of the ministry of the Pregnancy Center and our partnership with them. Come on, somebody say amen to that. That's what your giving does. That's what your stretching does. Let me show you what else happens. Light of Hope. This is a ministry that helps people that are struggling with addiction get set free. They have, they have a ministry on the east side of the town. Guess what? We're now going to host them on Wednesday nights on this side of town. So now they're going to be like us on both sides of town. They're going to be helping people get free. We support them every month. People are getting set free from addiction because you're willing to stretch with your resources. Come on, somebody say amen. Not only that, 
Malachi men. Last year, we provided the resources for their curriculum. This year, we're going to do the same. Gary, we need to meet and talk, but we want to do more. Point is, is that these men are going into the prison every single week, ministering to men that are in prison, teaching them the message and the love of Jesus Christ. Men are getting saved, learning how to become fathers. Come on, how many think that's a good reason to stretch? Third, Another thing we do is help the children, which is a food bank that provides food for people that don't have food. They can go and get groceries and have them for their families. Let's continue to go on. Santa Paula, our Santa Paula location, right out there, 35 miles. I'm excited. We're not ready yet, but we're going to show you the before and after pictures. We have been in the season of remodeling this campus, and we're going to be reopening it with a grand opening. God is moving on that campus. People are getting saved, and lives are being changed. That's how you're stretching. You're touching out into the west part of our region. Not only that, we're looking at Canyon Country location. Let me show you a couple pictures of our first preview service. This is when you walk in and you see the Performing Arts Center. Let's go to the next one. This is the auditorium. It, it's awesome. In fact, I had so many people tell me, you oh, know, Pastor, I kind of like that new place. It feels a little bit more intimate and the seats are really comfortable. And so this was our first service and I was preaching from there to here. If you were, how many were here when I was preaching over there? Realized I was there, I was here, I was in Santa Paula, I was in Blythe, and we were in cities and homes all around the world because technology allows us to stretch and reach, preach the gospel on a broader level. Isn't that awesome? This is the lobby when you come in. We've literally transformed the whole campus. Jump to the next one. You can see how we're transforming it from an educational facility into a, a church location where lives are being changed. That's what's happening locally through your giving. In fact, you may not realize it, but to do this, it's a stretch. It costs us next year probably $100,000 more having that campus there, not counting the equipment we purchased, just to rent that facility and just to have the resources for that facility. Sometimes it's worth it for us to stretch, amen? Let me show you what we're doing, not just locally, but nationally. I'm excited. Last weekend, I was in Blythe, California. How many have ever been to Blythe? Amen, I'll pray for you. It's out in the middle of nowhere on your way to Phoenix, a little town of 20,000 people. 10,000 are in the prison, 10,000 are not in the prison. But you know what's awesome? We were given an old dilapidated building, and they said, do you want to do something with it? So you know what happened? We had a young man who, by the way, got saved listening to a podcast uh, um, that I was preaching. He accepted Jesus, came to church. His wife accepted Jesus, felt to call the ministry, went through our Bible ministry school here at Higher Vision Church and Messenger College, got his degree. We sent him to Blythe. I showed up at Blythe. Here's that old dilapidated building now. It's got um, flowers. It's got grass. It's got a brand new Higher Vision sign. Let's take a look at the inside. You can see this auditorium. You can see not only that, go to the next picture. We preached the gospel last weekend. They had their largest service they've had since they've started for a regular weekend with 150 people on the Blythe campus. 20 people got saved. God is moving because you and I are willing to stretch. So how are we stretching next year? We're going to take, go back to that picture, guys, if you would. We're going to take those pews out and we're going to send them $10,000 and put chairs in there. You know why? Because they need to be able to use that room for a youth event or a dinner or an outreach. And they can't because there's these old, ugly benches that are in the way. So how are we going to do it? We're going to stretch by sending $10,000 so they can multiply the effectiveness of what they've been given. How many know there are blessings on the other side of stretching? Come on, somebody say amen. Can I tell you another one? 
Not only are we touching our, our, our global area, our na- nation by Blythe, but the second is through ARC. What is ARC? It's the Associated Related uh, Relation of Churches, and it's a network of churches that we've get banded together with the commitment to give so that we can pool those resources to plant churches. Can I tell you that in the year 2019, I can't wait till what God is going to do in 2020, in 2019, through your giving to missions and other churches together, ARC and Higher Vision Church planted 86 churches across America. Come on, somebody shout amen. That's awesome. Not only called to local, but we're to stretch to the nation, and then we're to stretch to the international global community. So one of the ways we're doing that is Mexico. Last year, Pastor James went to Mexico, and there was, let's bring up those pictures. There was a church that was meeting in a garage, and they needed a bigger facility, and they're right in the middle of a horrible, uh, massive cartel area, dangerous area. They got a prophetic word that they were going to get a new building, and, but they didn't have the money for it. So guess what? Um, within 24 hours or 48 hours of that prophetic word, a building popped up. And so Higher Vision committed to pay the rent on that building for a year. And this is that building. Let me show you. You can see them singing. You can see them worshiping. Let's take a look at the front of that. We helped them to to expand and grow as a church. And guess what? We're doing another church this year in Mexico. Come on. How many know we need to stretch because it's making a difference? Let me show you what else we're doing. Not only in Mexico, in, in Cambodia, AIM, they were here at our church. Last year, we went to Cambodia. Pastor James took a team, and they do a ministry called Rahab House, where they bring kids in, and they do VBS and Bible uh, training with them throughout the week, and they're at-risk kids. You know what we're going to do next year with, with resources through Higher Vision Church? We're going to give them the money so that their SWAT team can go into several brothels and rescue women out of, and children out of sex trafficking. Come on, how many know that's worth stretching? for not only that let's go back we're not only in Cambodia but we're going to be in Africa next year again let me show you a picture in Kenya this is a church that you and I through our giving we were able to bless and we built this little it looks like nothing but we built this little church last year in Kenya and you know what's amazing what they discovered is that they'll start a church in a village and they have to meet under a tree but because the weather's so bad and the, the rain pours they can't grow the church because there's rain all the time But here's what they discovered, that if they'll build a roof, come on, raise the roof, somebody. If they'll build a roof, the church explodes in growth because people in the village don't want to be in the rain. So guess what? They run to church to get the spiritual rain. Come on, somebody. So next year... We're going to do like Bishop Natuka. We're going to build several churches in Africa through your giving because stretching is worth getting uncomfortable for. Amen? Let me show you what else we're doing. Not only that, we're going to be in Lebanon this year, and we're going to fund a Bible school for an entire year in the nation of Lebanon. And next year, it's the starting point. We're going to show you right now a picture. We're starting and building Uh, house churches in refugee uh, camps, um, in Muslim refugee camps with hundreds of thousands of people. We're going to be planting churches in the middle of those Muslim areas where the light of Jesus can shine. Come on, somebody say amen to that. Isn't that awesome? And then lastly, and it's not lastly because there's more I can't even tell you about, and that's the Philippines. We're doing the same thing. We're planting churches in Muslim villages in all throughout the Philippines. We're not only doing that, but locally we do things like we give money and we help, we feed Bridges to Homes, which is a shelter here in town. We're going to start and buy curriculum so that we can open up circles and support groups for people struggling with mental illness and mental challenges. How many know that God has called us to stretch? God has called us to stretch. 
thought about it. I'm going to bring this to a close. I want the worship team to come. Tension can be a good thing. When there's no tension, stuff can sound like this. Have you ever felt like life sounded like that to you? But isn't it amazing how something that sounds so bad, sounds so broken, with a little bit of tension and pressure in the right places, suddenly can sound like this. I just wonder how many times in life are we living with that when God wants to do this. But the only way it can happen is if you're willing to say, okay, God, if you need to make me a little uncomfortable, if you need to apply a little pressure, if you need to get me beyond my comfort zone, I'll say yes. I'm going to tell you something, Higher Vision. I, I told this to the Higher Vision team. We do a team rally on, before the first service every Sunday morning and Saturday night. It's one of my favorite times of the week. I don't know about you, but when I get to heaven, I want to get to heaven and know that I've left everything on the field. I've given everything I had. Because see, here's what we forget. We, don't, we think that this is what life's all about, but this is just such a small piece. These 70 or 80 or 90 years that you're going to live on this earth, you realize it's just a small, if I took a rope and I strung it, I was almost going to do this, strung a rope from that side to that side and then took a little tiny piece of tape and put it right here and you, you saw this huge expansion of rope in one little moment. That's what this life is in eternity. That's all this is. And what's crazy is what you do in that little moment can have all of that kind of impact. Because you giving can mean that a dad will get saved. I had someone tell me in, in our, our meeting with staff, I asked for a testimony. They said, Pastor Jared, I've been praying for my sibling. I've been praying for my sibling for years and invited into the church for years and they wouldn't come and they didn't come. But guess what, Pastor? You guys did Kenyan Country Campus and guess who showed up? Not only did they show up, but they raised their hand and they accepted Jesus Christ. And if you read the passage, the passage tells us that if we'll expand, if we'll stretch, it says that your descendants will inherit. Let me show you. It says, and your descendants will inherit the nations and the desolate cities will be inhabited. I have a feeling that there are miracles that are waiting to happen, but they're on the other side of our stretching. And here's the cool thing. He didn't say just somebody else's descendants. He said yours. Because I've discovered that what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you.